Greetings, friends! Welcome back to another steamy, sexy, wet-as-hell episode Ooh. of the Film Alchemist Podcast. The show where we just get wet. No, did I say that? We take the movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their blood sugar sex magic in the dirty streets of New York City. Uh, I'm your host, Josh Kirby, joined as always by my friend, co-host, and guy who likes to dress me in the morning. Alex Dandino. Alex Dandingo. Uh, yeah, guys, before today's fucking steamy sex pod of an episode, uh, a little business. People, it's official. We are on Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash Pod. The best way to support the show. It does mean the world to us. It's also the best way to get what you want out of us, right? To shakes us down, financially speaking. Uh, this is how we feed our family. So put our family in danger. We'll give you what you want every time uh, in a less extreme way. Guys, we have uh, you can get in for as little as a dollar a month. Meet our friends. See what we're working on. We have uh, a Patreon exclusive library that's full of wonderful episodes. We do uh, live commentaries with our friends. We have our new mini series that just started Tales from the Griff. We're doing every episode of Tales from the Crypt. We are also working on some other miniseries that will be over there uh, to fill out these levels and make it really fun and worth your guys' time. So if you would be so kind, that is once again patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. Uh, we appreciate it so much. Thank you to all of you who do support us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you. You know that. Uh, if you're about to, we love you too. Go to YouTube. Subscribe to the channel Film Alchemist. Uh, the email filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. We're on all the socials you're on for now fucking alon for now uh yeah we're not paying any dollars alon fucking line in the sand drawn twitter will collapse without us so balls in your court uh also if you guys would be so kind leave those five star ratings and reviews anywhere and everywhere that you uh listen to podcasts we appreciate it, it helps us defeat the algorithmic uh just deluge of red flags that we ignore <laughs> Uh, that's enough uh we're here to finish up the pod gets stuffed month uh it has been i mean i need a break i'm sore i'm walking like a cowboy it's been a wild ride this month uh we are finishing up with nine and a half weeks adrian lynn welcome back to the pod starring mickey rourke kim basinger and just a lot of steamy sex and sweat a lot of sex a lot of steam, too much milk, and uh, milk. just a lot of red flags being ignored. So this movie, I remember seeing it in college and loving this movie. Not hard to understand why if you look back, you know, <laughs> as a young man, this movie is hoped. This is a hoped movie. Um, Watching it today, it's, it's a really interesting movie because while nakedness and sex abound the narrative hides like waldo <laughs> for almost the entire film right this is a complete vibe movie right where this is a i guess this is the tale of what people will put up with when they actually get orgasms right because bruce did not look like he was a slinger all of a sudden you get in the good sex and you put up with shit you wouldn't right this is a Two people in a big city but are hyper lonely and isolated racing each other to the bottom. So it is more of a vibe movie than a, a narrative that you perhaps could follow. Uh, Alex, opening thoughts on nine and a half weeks. 
I'll be honest with you. I never thought I'd see a big budget movie follow the same trappings as a pornography film. Uh, it's pretty hot. Light on plot, high on sex. That's fine. I feel like I'm a, what's his name from fucking Orgasmo? Who's fucking yeah. hot, bro? Did you say yeah. shit? That You're the hot. sound guy? <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's fucking hot, bro? That shit was fucking hot, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's what I, we should have done for erotic thriller months. I legitimately don't think I've ever seen this movie. Yeah. I think I've... I think for a long time I thought it was... Um, there's another movie that with the same sort of poster. I there's a know. lot of that in the this is that, essentially that the movies our parents brought home because yeah. they were like maybe this will salvage the marriage right like it's a weird genre so yeah so this like it's this one's like <laughs> it's not even erotic thriller this one's just straight up an erotica flick yeah it is funny this also is not really a thriller right not cruel intentions i was like that's stretching it way more thrilling this has no thrillingness to no. it there's no thrill unless you get a thrill out of just dirtying your apartment with your entire groceries. Um, Here's what gives you a thrill. Blindfolds, ice cubes. We know that for sure. That's on the checklist. Yeah. But no, it is. I mean, that's the thing. There's no mystery. There's no intrigue. No. I mean, like, again, this movie just starts like it's the weirdest meat cute. And it just becomes this thing. where, like, all right, I guess we're having sex. And then there's punctuations of plot here and there. And then the movie ends. I mean, but that's the thing that. It's not really a plot, right? There, there is just this. No, there's some semblance of story here. I just don't. I have. I've yeah, never. I've not been able to determine what it is. Right. I. Th I think what it is is it's almost this this introspective journey for the viewer, right? Where you were watching these people, and I think a lot of us have had that moment, right? That that loneliness. You break up with the one boyfriend. You start questioning yourself, and you're like, "Fuck! I need to kick it up a notch. I need to be more exciting." Her friend who she says is over sex kind of talks about her like she's shut in in a way, right? Right, right. Um, there is this this vibe of she meets this guy who just immediately is like rubbing up on her. Yeah. He's immediately all up on her, right? Just he's so in her face. And right away, he's doing the most awkward pouring wine in her mouth, trying to feed her from his plate. These things that you're like, that often seem cute, but in this movie, you're like, this feels off. Like, feels very fucking off, right? And Mickey Rourke was just so fucking handsome and adorable. Yeah. yeah. That it you're trying to not see the red flags, right? Yeah. I mean, Mickey Rourke was, like, the original, like, rugged, hot guy. Like, that he is... He played like, Harley Davidson in yeah. The Marlboro Man and Harley Davidson, yeah. Yeah, like, he's, he's the original guy. Like, that's the blueprint for, like, when you're going to do, like, a rugged <laughs> dude who's, like... I think absurdly, there's a lot of those, but he was, like, the New York he's guy. He's, like... Like, he New had York. a New York vibe. He was the guy. Like, like, Mickey Rourke owned the 80s for this vibe. Like, no one yeah. else could do that the way he did it. <laughs> and then he became a boxer. But that's neither here nor there. I think that, ultimately... Nine and a half weeks has some of the hottest shit I've seen in a movie in a long time. Mm -hmm. However, the plot is none of our business. It is a tone poem of yes. just like, just, it's not even chasing your inhibitions. Like, I think this is like a really interesting thing about the movie is like Kim Basinger's character doesn't seem until the end put off by anything. Like, even though things are weird, she's going along with it simply because that's, you know, 
like she has that conversation with uh, her coworker where she's like, I don't get it. like, when does it like what's going to end this? Like that's right. like that happens much later in the movie. But that's like that is an int- it's an interesting thing because that was around the time when I was watching. It was like, where is this movie going? And then that scene happens and things sort of take a shift because up until that point, right. dude, these, up until that point, Mickey Rourke and Kim Basinger are just going around New York, like having the grossest sex all over the place like that includes by the way okay so that includes like whatever like go to your go to whatever department that's fine the kitchen where they destroy each other with where he destroys her with food and then the worst he gives her a fucking gastrointestinal bomb yeah she's covered in fucking now drying and aging milk and he's like let's get it on and the what's weird and you think that would be worse but then so she dresses like a dude in the cigar club and they get chased into like a i'm assuming like she puts on like a fucking hulk hogan mustache like the worst disguise or whatever she's trying to do yeah. they get chased into what i can only assume is the is a sewer grate right next to the ninja turtles hideout and secret of the right because these guys use a slur against them yeah. and they're on this chase but they're running as they're getting chased yeah yeah no they're running like she's like shit yeah. but she's like excited because she like fucking she like fucking threw down with them and then they fucking have she sex She fucking right stabs there. a guy in the ass. It's so gross. Not they the, are getting so that they water, get it on right yeah, there. And that's not rainwater. That's that's drainage water. That's drainage. So that's the gray water. They're opening their bodies to each other. It's just fucking just rat gray turns water and piss coming and down. <laughs> this is like also yeah. 1980s New York. So there's like a lot of needles. Like it is not a good place to just. You get think they're just fucking? It's like that fucking pit from Saul Two at the end. Like ah. I'm telling you, it's just, it's fucking, but this is the thing, right? Our parents rented this movie in the nineties. Yes. We're just like, Oh my God. They're like, it's not even missionary Tuesday. And I am fucking flustered now. (laughs) Like I'm fucking ready. Yeah. I'm ready. And this is the thing. The movie works on this fucking like sexual cartoon journey. Cause yeah, as I watch that, I'm like, that is fucking disgusting. Yeah. Like I fucked in public a couple times and it's, it's fun. It's exciting. That kitchen thing. I would not was just the fuck. grossest. Okay, I'm with him on the kitchen until we get to milk. Milk is never a sexy enhancer. Not okay. Milk is gross. As this is coming from a guy who drinks a ton of milk, I keep it out of the bedroom. Right? Like my wife doesn't watch me chug a bunch of milk, whip my drawers off, and be like, "I'm ready." You know what so I mean? Gross. That's fucking ridiculous. Well, it's great. Honey, like, though, it's I'm in facilitated on the honey. by her. Eating an entire jalapeno, and she has no idea it's about to happen. So she's just like, but I'm that like, whole scene is shot very close to the mouth. It's it's you know it's it's erotica. Oh, it's right? very. The erotic, funniest yeah. thing of the scene is that I thought he was supposed to be a guy who was like a good cook, and then he just starts throwing ingredients in her face, <laughs> like not even something he cooked. But again, it, they just have this rich person thing where they're just gonna fuck this house up and roll around. But again, how cathartic must that have been to our fucking mothers to not be like, I don't even have to clean that up. I can fucking get wet wherever I want. I don't have to clean it up. You know what I mean? So that there is this cartoonishness to the sex. It's very well, like it's that scene. And then the one um, where she does like the puppet show thing. Oh, <laughs> like, where she does the the fuck also fucking to Joe Cocker. What this guy's yeah. sexual playlist is bananas. Because Joe Cocker's, you can keep your hat on. I'm like, all right, I kind of get that. 
as he's laughing at her as she's doing a striptease. There's also like prolonged stretchers in this movie that have like intense music cues. Right, but the strangest one is when he takes her to his friend's boathouse and is like, if I wanted to murder you or rape you, no one can hear you scream. And I'm like, this is the tail end of our meat cute. I was like, strange. The record he fucking puts on is Billie Holiday's Strange Fruit. (laughs) That is a song about African-American people hanging from fucking trees who were murdered by racist people. And he puts that on and tells her that he might rape and murder her. And he and he's saying this as he's changing the sheets. Like, so of course, you, we're going to get it so on. So what you're saying is by proxy that this might be the most racist movie in the history. He might be a closet racist. I'm not. This strikes me as white people not thinking it through. Well, there's that. You're, you're sure. a rich white person. And this is just not. Some, you're like, this is a good song that I makes mean, me seem that's, cultured. That's what this movie is. is and you're white not listening. Not thinking it through. Well, this is also a movie where Mickey Rourke pretty much exclusively refuses to listen to women, so not understanding Billie Holiday's lyric is very in character for him. Uh, it's very it's, just, it's fucking bananas. Like, that decision is so fucking insane. And again, just red flag, red flag, red flag. He gets her stuck at the top of a fucking Ferris wheel, you know? Like, red flag, red flag. Like, gets her stuck at the top of a Ferris wheel and, like, scares the shit out of her. Like, yeah, literally walks away like she's just stuck up there. The, the scene of the movie where it kind of shifts for me, right? Because he, he, you know, calls her and he's like, hey, have you been fucking snooping? And you're like, oh, they're playing a game. And there's like, oh, he's fucking serious, right? She runs and starts swinging on him fast. Because he's yeah. like, get up against the wall. I'm going to spank you. And she's like, who the fuck do you think you are? She starts swinging on his ass, right? He holds her down. And that's a sexual assault. Like, that, that is a fucking textbook sexual assault. They're fighting. She's mad. She was on her way out the door. And he fucking throws her down, rips her fucking clothes off, and starts going at it. And then the movie does this kind of cringy thing where she, like, then all of a sudden embraces him and it's fine again. Like, now they're going to, like, run around New York again. They like have a lot of those moments. Like, this is, like, during the, like, because, like, they do, this is an, I think this is an age. That's the most, thing. like, aggressive one where you're like, this is taking a really fucking bad turn right now. Right. That is. Like, that's the most aggressive one, but this is something that happens a lot in the movie is these longer montages of them, like, fucking and then, like, spending time in public together and then going right. back to fucking, like, this whole bit. And being, like, uncomfortable for everyone around them, like, yeah. getting jerked off at the cigar bar where that guy's looking. And she, I'll say this. I actually love the way it slow plays, though, right? Sure. Like, because it starts off with just, I will cook and clean for you. I'll make the food all by that seems like a charming thing. But then as you watch him, like, feeding her soup in bed, like, she has no fucking choice. Right. He lays her clothes out. And I think she even says, hey, were you ever going to ask me what I thought of this outfit? And he just yeah. fucking smiles and doesn't. Have and you- so it starts off where you, you can see it. It's like, this is not great, but it's not damaging, per se. Right. But right. it's this slow. And I think everyone's seen that, right? Whether it's you or a friend who's been in that relationship. And he's just fucking pushing the boundary right. a little bit, a little bit, and gaining control over her. And by the time this scene happens, it gets fucking scary from here. Like, this is where the movie kicks in. You're like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. I'm worried for her now. Yeah. It becomes much more, I mean, thriller is not the word, but it becomes much more of a, um examination of how quickly 
that kind of experimentation maybe can go out of off the rails. Like if you're if if right. you're not communicating trust with your partner, you know. Well, because he says his line is they're like fucking running out because he sets up this room where she's supposed to blindfold herself. He brings a prostitute in to start fucking yeah, with her, right? Not and cool. She's, she's trying to like stay in the mode, but at a point she's like, you know what? I'm fucking sick of this. I'm done. Yeah. So then he goes and starts fucking grinding on her at the door. Again, she she gets violent. She starts fucking throwing hands, which is not great. And runs away. And as he's chasing her, I think it's kind of the theme of the movie, right? Is how does it feel to be out of control? Right. Because the movie's essentially saying this kind of bottled up person who is in a fucking not great relationship, right? Like this mundane, stagnant thing. It probably feels pretty fucking good to be out of control, right? I used to tell Amy back in my like partying days. Like I would just have that day and I'd go, I got to howl at the moon. And, like, that was our code for, like, I got to go out and get fucking annihilated. Like, something, I can't just keep going to work and, like, paying bills and watching, like, whatever's on TV. Like, I got to go out and fucking do some stupid shit tonight. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it just something, because I, I felt that doldrum, right, of go to work, cash your check, go to bed at nine, right, eat a fucking healthy snack, get up and go to work the next, because when we worked on sets, like, that's, like, an all-time-consuming oh, yeah. thing. No, when we were on sets, you, it's literally, yeah. like, seven to seven, you go home, you shower, you go to bed. But it's, like, that's way it. the fuck away, so we were leaving it, like, I was up at six every day, mm-hmm. and you're just, like, I'm, I feel like I'm falling into that, like, I'm my dad, I'm going to the factory every day. Yeah. And you're, like, you feel that, like, trap closing mm-hmm. in around you, so you're, like, I'm gonna go fucking do something wild. And prove that I'm still a fucking man, not a beast. You know what I mean? Well, and and it, it's this self-destructive thing, though, because you're reaching for something that there's no fucking parameters for that. Well, I also think what's weird is for like if this was a movie about that kind of thing, where like someone was a factory worker and this is how they like got their rocks off. This right. is literally a rich guy who I guess doesn't know how to express himself sexually. Or does way too well. But that like, is the question is, does he do this with all of them? Or is it just her? I think he does it with all of them. I That's kind of, assumption. I agree with that. That's My what assumption was like he does him. with all of them because of how it ends. But we'll get to that. I assume right. he did it with all of them because he wanted, he always, like, that, like, mattress scene. You just want to see how far he can push it, like. He's about to fuck right in he's front of that lady who's like, right, I just work here, dude. <laughs> he's about to fuck right inside the Pier 1 imports. And, and he told her to steal nothing. a necklace. Yeah. So it's like, it's somewhat. Like there's this other part of it that's very much like, yeah. that's like the part that I guess is more thrillery is like, not only did this guy get stabbed in the ass, but then, yeah, he's like asking her to steal some things. And like, like it's this, it's sort of this adrenaline junkie thing without it being point break, which is just. Oh, the adrenaline you have that's coursing through your veins is based on how hard we fuck and where we fuck and what I stole beforehand. It's a very peculiar, like, and again, I I don't, we never really see him do anything. He just, we just know he's a guy who works on Wall Street. He's rich. Right. He has a big office and whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. But there, there is this, right, this this is a thing we've seen a lot. Like, we just did Hellraiser, so a lot of it's about that, right? Just these people who, there's never enough, and they know that, but also they're getting none to begin with. Like, Julia is a fucking empty housewife, and that's how she gets to, like, fucking murdering dudes or a skeleton boyfriend can drain them, and then they get fucking hooked. Right. Um, 
this is what it feels like. She's she's like, I'm a New Yorker. I work in an art gallery. I should be this person who's like this grandiose amazing. Like I remember, you know, it's like I live in LA, dude. I gotta do something. Yeah. You know, I don't wanna be like my dad, but I live in LA. And I'm not out there like fucking getting right. weird and you know, and that led me to some pretty bad places myself. Um, you know, I wasn't like fucking in filth in the subway. Right. Of but course. you know, you, you start fucking pursuing because you there this is one of those movies too that really illustrates when you start assigning your self value to another person, there is no fucking possible yeah. good outcome for you. Yeah. I mean I think that that's something that a movie does really well is illustrating how that codependency, reluctant or not can be so like can almost immediately be toxic there's like no oh, yeah. reward there's no rewarding moment other than like you know your five second orgasm which is pretty cool by the way yeah but, i mean even if it takes a while to get to that it's still this but like we're married right hmm? if if you don't meet your partner ever halfway that's not a relationship you know what I mean? That's like me and no. my dog. Like my dog. Well, that's not even true. I still meet my dog halfway. I'm like, don't beg for food, but then I'll give him my food. So like, I don't even know what, like maybe like spiders. I'm like, get the fuck out. And I treat him like shit. You know what I mean? So it's, but right. he, he never fucking gives to her. Right. He no. does this weird, like I'm going to use my money and my position and the thought of that. Right. And my dick skills to fucking lure you along right that it's making you feel like you're more than you are well i'm absolutely fucking dehumanizing you right. and ripping the guts out of you because right. he said he says that a couple times right it's a simple thing i asked you to do now do it yeah never once asking why didn't you do it is that not cool right he doesn't give a fuck it's a very specific it's very specific control you're supposed to have in those kinds of relationships and i think that's what makes Mickey Rourke's character's ethos so scary. Like, to me, like, again, and this is why I like Mickey Rourke in this movie, is whenever he's on screen, I'm super uncomfortable. Like, I'm... there's Even so though many... he's, like, super charming. Oh, yeah. But, like, there's always this vibe because I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Because, not just because this is the same director who did, you know, uh, same director who's, who has done um, Unfaithful... Deep Water, Fatal Attraction, these other movies. It's because ultimately the safety. There's no safety in this. Like I think that's right. the that's the really crazy, scary thing about the character is Mickey Rourke sort of shirks safety and then like tries to get. It's like it's really predatory, actually. To be honest with you, mm -hmm. that was the thing that I kept. Oh, dude, back when he to. said, "I like to watch you move." I was like, that's like a lion watching gazelles, dude. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's exactly like that's how I felt. There are all they, like, these innocuous things that by the end of the movie, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, how did you not realize you were totally getting fleeced into this like terrifying relationship? I think she does, though. That's the thing. I think she she knows it, but it, it illustrates that ability to break apart. Right. You know what I mean? Cause they do something that you're like, that's fucked up. And then all of a sudden it's like, it's not as bad. It's not yeah. as bad. Well, and I think that that's like. And then she the sees Bruce, right? Her right. ex, this fucking schlubby bearded guy with her coworker. Right. And they have this really weird moment. I think she's looking down on him and she's like, that's my other option. 
mm-hmm. that was also an unfulfilling and not great relationship. So it's just this, you right. know, you need you want someone so bad that you just accept someone who's not worth it. Right. I mean, I think that ultimately that's what makes Kim Basinger's performance so fascinating because we all know at the beginning of the movie when we meet um, Mickey Rourke, there's no way he's going to change. Nothing about what he's mm-hmm. deciding to be or how he's deciding to act is going to change who he is. Mm-hmm. Kim Basinger's character is the only one who really is about to go on a journey, which is like to unleash. Like they even say, like, oh, you know, you should. You know, she... Oh wait, sorry, I'm misremembering. <laughs> Watch another. Even movie. in the even in the fucking kitchen scene, I just remembered he slips her cough syrup. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, and she like fuck? spits it out. I'm like, dude, that's a, that's what it is. But like, even her roommate knows something's off. But yeah. that's like, again, I love that scene where she like. It's such a weird thing to have this like breath in the middle of what is like otherwise like just a eroticism, where she's like, "Where will it end? Like, what end am yeah, I?" Yeah, most guys, you can tell what's gonna end it, right? And what end am I gonna take it to? Because up until. After their after they get in the fight and after they fuck in the gray water, mm-hmm. um, after that is when things start getting a little darker. Like that scene where he's yeah. at the whip store deciding what kind of whip. Like <laughs> that was pretty funny, even though you're like Jesus Christ. You're like, dude, could you lay it on any thicker? Yeah. Like, hey, I fuck a lot. I'm a guy the, who fucks a lot. How about the guys behind the counter being like, Jesus Christ? I think that was the one scene where you see Kim Basinger kind of looking at him like. Come All right, Sparky. Let's like, move it along. We get here. it. We get it. Really cool. That, but there's that moment, right? Because it starts with this awesome, like, he blindfolds her, right? And he's like, does this frighten you? Yes. Right. Does this excite you? Yes. It's kind of like that fucking Meat Love song. I bet you say that to all of the boys, right? Neither here nor there. Yeah, I will never not bring up Meat Love when I can. R.I.P. Um, but that's the sentiment of the movie, right? The things that are dangerous and different and make us feel like we're going further are scary right. but that is real excitement right, right? Well, like, and then you get this fucking out. like ice thing and it's pretty innocuous but then we're going to and the movie does this a couple times right we do these really fucking good cuts so like after their you know sexual assault scene right <laughs> i believe the very next scene is this montage of them doing things right yeah that involves her getting fed soup in bed and the lyrics of the fucking song playing is I'm a slave to love. Yeah. Right. There's another time when she, he's like, got to take a call and he's like, Hey, can you stay? I want you to stay. She's like, all right. The next thing they cut to is a fucking dog being trained on TV. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the it's always it's the there. juxtaposition. It's always a lot fucking of presence. Yeah. Yeah. This dehumanizing owning conditioning. So by the end, when she runs out, right, she, for some reason she fights this prostitute even though she knows she should run yeah. right and they run into this fucking sex den where just fucking like creepy guys stand around not jerking off on people who are fucking on the floor which is so fucking weird and the minute like, i saw that thing the minute that came up i'm like i'm not gonna lie to you if this is a bukkake party i'm not watching the rest of this movie there was like this element right. of like something fucked up is gonna happen this is the other shoe that's supposed to drop yeah, and like, you know, maybe some of you have seen shit like this in real life. I've seen some shit kind of like this, not as fucking creepy as this circle. And she just grabs a guy and kisses him. Yeah. Well, and then like, he does like the cut in, and the creep's just like, all right. Well, this is like slides her, away. 
It's interesting too, because like that is the point in the movie where she's trying to reassert her independence. Like she and wants she to be. She knows she can't person. match and him. And she yeah. can't because he's he's taken over her life, you know, to so to speak. There's just aspects that there are key aspects that dehumanized her to the point where, and granted, you know, we get through it, but like dehumanized her to the point that she was just a straight up submissive. That's all. But I I love that. Th- that line later in the movie right because that's her trying to like act like him right right because she's been kind of chasing and following through these fucking sick games right and he she says we both knew it would be over when one of us said stop yeah and that's such an interesting sentiment it's essentially saying that there was nothing there except for just seeing how far it could go like a year down the line does this end in like a murder like what are we talking well and i mean that's but that's like what it is is so nine and a half weeks that's two months yeah two and a half two and a half months like to me that's what makes that's what makes this sort of the danger compelling Mm -hmm. is how far you're gonna push it but like it's only in the middle of the movie she realizes this isn't going to last very long. But then, like, you have that yeah. moment at the end where he's like, you know, I've never felt like this before. And it's like, that that's was bullshit, a great, dude. Well, I, I actually wonder if that's a great moment, right? Because when... It's a great moment, but I also think... The prostitute is going at her. He doesn't... He's not, like, watching and, like, yeah, like those right, fucking right. jerk circle guys, right? I think there's a moment where he sees, like, this is going to be the thing. Like, this right. is what's going to end it. And I, I think there is something interesting to that is this guy who's like, well, I take care of my parents. Isn't that cool? Right. Like my dad worked and my mom worked and they did nothing and they were nothing. Right. Well, I th- I always I read it as this revolt against the like loss of independence. Like that's like really the reason she's going to go at it. And really the reason that ends up happening at all is just she's so deep into this thing now. And she wants out that that's how she's going to react to it, which is like, oh, you know what I can do is fuck up this lady who's coming in on my turf. And I think I think she's sad because I think she actually wanted him to love her the way she was falling for him. Oh, yeah. I think she's incredibly sad, but he's just not. I mean, it's misplaced aggression for sure. (laughs) Yeah. But he's also not a real person. Like, I think that's like the really defining trait of Mickey Rourke's character is he's just this like walking, pulsing hard on and right. Like, but it's somehow still registers an emotion. The tightrope walk in this is fascinating. I really don't, I really don't know how they do it to be honest. There's something that works for most of the audience that'll watch this, right? Is, what we like about this is these people have all this sex that we are like, man, I wish we were fucking like that. I wish we were <laughs> fucking someone like Mickey Rourke or Kim Basinger, right? Right, right. But then at the end, the movie says is like the elites who have it all. They have the best sex. They have this and that. They're sad sacks. Yeah. Mickey Rourke has everything. He's insanely handsome, charismatic, smart. Rich. Rich. He's got this job where he just he fucking has great apartment questionable taste in music like everything's going his way right he pays for his parents life but he cannot enjoy it he has his joy comes out of fucking you know kind of like money he said buying and selling money right that's kind of what he's doing to kim basinger in this right is he is occupying her and seeing how much he can take from her and 
there's something about watching a person who, you know, most of us aspire to have that, have fuck you money, where we can right. do whatever Absolutely. we want. We want to have the best sex. We want to fucking do all of this shit, but we won't. And there's something really deeply impactful to people when you watch a movie where characters have everything and are still fucking miserable. We love movies about rich people who hate their lives. Well, it's because it's like most of us are non-rich people who still don't like our lives. <laughs> right. I mean, like the rich person who doesn't like their life is this is a great trope because it makes you feel like, I don't know, what do you think? Five, three, three percent better. About Almost none. Because I always think of that joke, right? Where it's like money can't buy happiness. Give me the money. I'll find I'll try. You know what I mean? Like I'll fucking I'll find out yeah. myself. And yeah, I mean, sadly, it it is a truism of our world. Money will solve most of it. You know what I mean? How much stress that people have is, you know, we don't have help with our kid. I'd We're say, worried about bills. We don't, you know, we I'd do a job that we hate 50 hours 80% a week. 80% of people stress is money. So if, if every person had like 250 grand a year, mm-hmm. I bet you on average, like, I don't think we'd have insurrectionist. You know what I, I mean? Know. I don't think there'd be fucking incels. Like, I think on average, the rage and hate people have would just be diminished. Because they're not giving up their time to this fucking system that gives them nothing and makes them feel terrible all the time. Right. That sounds very, like, fucking cult leader of me. But neither here nor there. <laughs> I'm just saying money solves most problems. Let's not fuck around well, and be high-minded, right? Like, there no, are but people I think like my wife who are about... well-adjusted, and they can do it. Most people, money will fucking fix your problems. Well, I think that's what's interesting about when you really, like, pull back and look at Mickey Rourke's character is – Money can solve literally any of his problems. Right. And instead of using Except for like, that one big problem. But instead of using that money, sorry, geez. But instead of using that as the excuse, like what it ends up being is Mickey Rourke is deciding so often through this movie that he's not just in control, but like will maintain control like it's a really specific thing and it's like that's what gets increasingly disturbing it's not cute because it starts off as like kind of like like the blindfold in the kitchen thing you're like well blindfold ice cube classic hot territory super cool like that's just part of a cool like awesome relationship blindfold kitchen requesting that she like crawl across the kitchen like eh, not the worst thing a little weird uh milk's gross but like that we all have our kinks yeah, yeah, it's fine. fine. But like once then we get turns. to the <laughs> once we get to the cigar club where she's got a moustache on, that's where you're like and again, I'm also give a when shit. when he talks about weird. his side chick he's banging, which yeah. is her, the right. only thing he can muster is she's incredible because of her ass. Right. She has like one that's of those so fucking asses. Yeah, that's and so, she's like in on it. I was like, if I told my wife, she's like, What do you love about me? Why are we still married? And I go. The shape of your ass. She would fucking karate chop me in the face. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I think that's the thing. Is she like, probably this... also would be like, that's very nice, but fuck you. Right. But it's like this <laughs> thrill of the, it's like between the two of them, that scene is like, that to me is the tempering of the thrill. Like that is like the moment where we're like. Well, it's also it's... weird. Cause it feels like he wants to fuck himself. Yeah. No, totally. You know I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I thought that too. Like. That is why you're asking her to do that. That is why you're forcing her into this. It's like he tries to frame it as like, oh, yeah, you know, you could see another side of yourself. It's like, no, that's not what's going on at all. You are 
so in control of this and so willing to control it that you choose to do this to somebody that I'm not saying you love, but somebody that you're spending an inordinate amount of time with to have sex. It, I mean, that's the thing, right? Money can buy you all the sex and all the shit. But that moment when he says, I've never felt anything like this before, it is interesting to imagine he's never actually loved anything, right? That he's this kid who never felt like he was, he was the youngest of five, right? Whatever. And he just is like, I'm going to take everything. And he's hollowed out. Yeah. Right. And when she says, you know, I almost waited too long. Right. Like God only knows what would have happened when she leaves. He starts doing this. I love you. Please come back. Right. right. After the door slams. He can't say it to her. He's saying it, you know, to the empty now idea of her. And right. he's like, please come back by the time I count to 50. And you're like, but he can't run out there and say that to her. He can't no. fucking it almost as if he's like testing like a mind control technique in an old timey sideshow. Well, no, but that's exactly I what count he's doing. To 50. It's, like, yeah. it's this like last mustering of like you. I think what you realize, actually, this is what I got from it was what you realize is there is no control. Like he never really had control because if he had control, if he had any sort of control over her, that was true a real truism she would have come back mm. but like i think that what the movie's trying to say and what adrian lynn's pointing out is this sort of eroticism this sort of like pure unadulterated passion flames out so quickly and when you start crossing lines when you start crossing boundaries like when you bring when you surprise somebody with another woman in bed for instance yeah Perhaps that's it's not so the move. Fucking strange, right? Like orgasms are what they are, and the amount of lengths that we go to to try to fucking make it more than it is. Yeah, it'd be like adding like web shooters to Superman, right? Like an orgasm <laughs> is the best part of being alive. Yeah, and the it. fact that we're like that's not enough. I got to be in a Ziploc bag with a fucking cattle prod in my chode. Well, <laughs> all right, or my taint, whatever. Right. I realized I did. I, someone told me that Chode is actually a short, fat dick. Yes. I used I to refer to it as a taint. It was a taint, Grindle, or Chode. Oh, no. Chode has always been a short, fat dick. My whole life, I was saying that wrong. Wow. I'm impressed. So I told you, people a lot of time I got, I got kicked in my Chode. So I was telling the world that I had a short, fat dick. <laughs> you were. I hope my mom doesn't listen to this one. But it's not true, obviously. Obviously, <laughs> I also learned in that same Google that a chide is a long, exceptionally skinny dick. I always thought a that chide was a, and a chode. I always thought that was a schlong. I thought they were all schlong. See, that's what I mean. We need to unify our fucking lingos. Yeah, the should have done that before we got work. stuffed. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's it's a movie with not a lot of story to tell, other than asking us the audience. Every time we see these two go a step further, when would we say no? Right. And it actually is a really interesting experiment, right? I, I don't know that they carried it super well through the whole movie, but when it's right, it fucking works. Yeah. Like, it, it really fucking hits like a hammer. I mean, I think, you know, one scene we didn't talk about that is, like, one of the ones that I was, like, weird, but, again, fascinatingly turned on was uh when she's masturbating to the modern art in that like slide she's like yeah man like again i don't it felt like, like she was unlocked at that point like yeah. she got her first like real sexual awakening and she was right. like holy well, shit it's really interesting because like we're watching this happen and we're all like 
look, I could be speaking for myself or out of turn, but like, I don't know how you felt, but are we all on that journey with her? Like there is this like strange interlocking. Think we're all fingering that... ourselves mentally. No, I mean, like just we're like we're so in on it. We're like, yeah, kind of like the passion is so strong in those yeah. scenes and how it's edited and shot and everything. Cause I think this it, movie it's is... really good. It's really, really intense. Like, I don't really like look this month we've watched a lot we've watched a lot of erotic movies. I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's cool. Sex is cool. It's awesome. This is the first <laughs> one this is the first one I've watched where I was like, shit, dude, that's kinda hot, right? Like Have I was, you ever like, jerked off at work? Me? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> There's See, this is like this is why I wouldn't last very long. The, this is why I would not be able to nine and a half weeks myself. Because like the end of the first meet cute, you'd be like, "You're not yeah, raping me, to I'm strange fruit. I'm, I'm out of here. I can't go That's to Pier it. One Imports and have sex on one of their beds. Like it's not gonna happen." <laughs> I, I think had I not met my wife, I think I could have been like a good fucking cult member. I've said this. I watched that fucking Nexium show, no. and I was like, I would be like the best like second or third guy in a cult like group. No way. I could have been that guy. No, you can't be I'm the not a traditional rule follower. Yeah, you can't be the second or third guy in a cult. You but have I really to be the can guy. commit to a creed. Like, I can You've really commit to a thing. I don't think I have the gumption to be a cult leader. I think you have the magnetism to do it. That's nice of you to say, but I think I'd be tired of, like, leader, what did you see today? It's like, bitch, I'm playing Overwatch. Like, I think <laughs> an Well, and I think an important way to prove that is you might have to nine and a half weeks, Amy. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I've been fucking 20 and a half years in Amy. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. If I could kick it up to that notch after all this time, I think I would go in like the sex hall of fame. Yeah. Like the fact that my wife still fucking ever lets me wrestle. I take as a testament to that. I've done something right. Or that she is so fucking compassionate. I don't know. which. Well, if there's one thing we know about Amy. She's full of compassion. <laughs> What she's not full of is jalapenos and milk, which is the grossest Until thing tomorrow, I've ever seen in a movie. I'm going to fucking get my beer bong out and make Amy hammer some milk and then wrestle. Ugh. See, when I say it like that, not sexy. No. Don't it's make her sexy. eat a whole jalapeno and cough syrup along with a yeah, milk Have you ever chaser. gone to like a BW3s and you just like, man, my wife's housing so much fucking ranch and wings. I can't wait to roll around. <laughs> like, come on, guys. If it's throwdown time be a little more gastrointestinally responsible that would be my yeah. theory. fruit protein yeah. that's fine yeah. pineapples Dairy, not a great taste idea. no i'm just i i think this movie it was losing me for a minute because i was like this is just cheap Same. eroticism i agree but that's the weird thing it, it is exceptionally erotic but it was wearing thin on me mm -hmm. where i was like what are we doing and then again the movie never kicks in with a, a narrative as we think of it but then it engages you in the deeper game yeah. of the film. And I, I found it really rewarding to watch, honestly. I agree. Um, I think the narrative... Too long, too bloated. But, you know, the narrative a lot of interesting aside, stuff. The narrative getting pushed aside for the interest of... Yeah, I like the way you put that, though. Like, descending into the game. That's... Yeah. That got interest. That, like, pretty much with 40 minutes left in the movie, I was like, oh, I am, like, super hooked now. Like, this is yeah. getting really interesting. It is the strange movie where I was like, enough of the fucking tits and fucking oh, honey. I get it. She's got tits. Move yeah, on. I get it. Sex. 
Let's go. I get it. Let's Kim go. Basinger's naked. Thank you. Oh, that's that's how you know we're getting old. Yeah, right. Like, oh, can't we just get to the 1989 Batman? Jesus, I was Christ. just like, God, I didn't see that guy drink a Gatorade or anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. I am not lying to you. The first thing I thought when that kitchen scene started I was like, they got to clean all that up afterwards. That sucks. Okay, I thought the same thing when he started like spraying. I'm like, she's already wet and covered in honey. Like, don't fucking make a mess. I was like, God damn rich people. It's the same thing when people start trying to fuck in bathtubs and they spray water out everywhere. Not good. It does make me mad. I'm becoming old and it makes me angry. These rich whites listen to Strange Fruit and just like. It's it's not a hot movie if he's like, wait, hold on a sec. And he like lays out a towel (laughs) under the fucking fridge so that he can The mess is imperative even though it's fucking disgusting. It shows that they are more important than anything else. And it shows that I am old and intolerable of these things. I am the same. I am the same. It it breaks my... I like to think I have a good fucking, like, wine spray left in me. Like, one day, just going <laughs> to fuck day, this house up. One day you're going to do it? I mean, probably not, but maybe. Because I actually think Amy would be like, what are you doing? Right? Yeah, Amy would I kill you. I see the hair there. But that's it. The pod has been properly stuffed. We need a refractory Ugh. period before we start. This is the thing. We're doing a double stuff, though. Our refractory period is short because next month we're stuffing your stockings. Oh, yeah. We got stuffed. Now we're stuffing stockings. Not as not as uh, fleshy as this month. Or but next maybe month, it is. <laughs> well, that's up to the patron. So if you are a member of our Patreon family, that is Film Alchemist. Uh, all right. Patreon.com slash Film Alchemist pod. That's it. See, my brain's all fried from eroticism. Uh, you will get to actually select a movie that you want us to talk about. It will go into the drawing, and we're going to pick as many as we can, six, seven of the movies, I think. Uh, the patrons are going to select our lineup. We're going to stuff their stockings, and then we will, as always, have our uh, our Christmas movie. We have a uh, Patreon-selected double feature of It's a Wonderful Life and Harvey. You'll hear that next Thursday. So a ton of good stuff. It would mean the world to us if you would go to patreon.com slash Pod to support the show. Get those movies in. Even if you don't win December, we always have votes for movies, and you can always hit us up asking us to cover something you like. We try very hard uh, to listen and get that done. Uh, the YouTube Film Alchemist, the email filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Five star ratings and reviews wherever you find the show. That's it. I'm out. I'm fucking dehydrated. Sweaty. Yeah, I got to get, get a Gatorade and, you know, some yeah. peanuts or something. We got to go wash our bodies and fucking cleanse our souls uh, before next week. That's, That's it. Good night. Bye. Bye.